No, you see, it's like this. And that means I've done 100. You just don't have to do them in a row. You just count them as you do them over the day. And so hopefully somebody walks into the room as you're doing them, and it looks really impressive. And I can already feel myself starting to sweat. So yeah, it's more nervous sweat, though. Yeah, you're right, because I'm just nervous. Because our listeners expect so much from us. Welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Samantha. I'm Samantha. I'm Victor. And we have an identity theft with us today. Wow. An identity thief, sorry. I mean, I am a good person to steal an identity from, you know. Am I the only one who just pictured Vic with a uh, with a Hamburglar mask? Yeah, you're the only one. Thieving identities? Thieving identities. You horrible, horrible person. Well, we are continuing Western Month this week. And uh, which one did we do? Um, did we watch recently? We watched Bad Girls. And what you gonna, what you gonna what do you, when I come, come for, for you? you? I really should have. You know what? I, bad girls, bad, bad girls. girls. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? What, what you gonna do when they come for you? you? Bad girls, bad girls, making poor movies. No, sorry. I'm. It's just because you have no taste, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, so, but before that, we have a couple of things to talk about. And uh, he doesn't actually, he he doesn't have taste buds. I have no taste buds. I, I traded them for heightened reflexes. He can, he can smell still. Oh, yeah. So, like, he'll, t- he'll taste food. Yeah, he smell smells it. all yeah. right. <laughs> okay. You know, I have an enchanting musk. I have is, an is Elon that, musk. Is, oh, <laughs> nice. We're turning it on. We were at each other's throats like minutes before this, and I'm surprised that we have we have stage personality now. So uh, <laughs> it's just thinly veiled. It is pretty thin. anger, anger, disgust, um, distaste. distaste. Yeah, we're mostly with you. I am. I am a. I am a charming person to be around. Says who? And this says everyone I've ever paid to tell I'm, me that. I'm curious exactly. about something. Yeah, what's up? In that, reality, that being. Oh no, we we avoid that here. Just imagine reality. Oh. You're living in it, which isn't hard to do because we're in it we're, now. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically. Okay. I'm with, you. I'm with you so far. In, in theory. You got me. Go ahead. It's, it's shaky, but we're here. And we listen. We consume media. Right. We listen to podcasts and sure. we watch TV shows and stuff. More than we should. Do you think it is more entertaining or less entertaining when the co-hosts are bantering at each other and they're kind of like knocking each other down a peg like you and Samantha were doing just now or is it more entertaining when they're all like together and they're all happy and they're always complimenting each other and yeah, I, I like, loving each other I like a balance so I like it when you know they have things they know about each other and they'll dig at each other but also you know they know each other's strengths and they'll be like no Vic, Vic is a good artist but also he's kind of soft spoken and uh, not assertive enough in life, Sam. Um, I'm well, assertive. Yeah. Wow! Look at look at how uh, un- un- unassertive you are right now. I'm trying to find a way to tell my friend that he's full of shit as well. Where am I not assertive? Uh, it's just the way I talk. You just assume by the way I talk that I'm not assertive. I. I mm, it's I, like I, it's like this. It's like uh, see, for instance, you'll say something. I'll say something that I like. We'll both see something that we yeah. like, and you'll be like. I fucking love Justice League, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I love Justice League." See, that's not that's not assertive enough. It's the same exact thing. Okay, I could say no. It's not the same exact thing. Yeah, I fucking love Justice League. See, that's that, that the same too, thing. That too. It's the same words, but it's not the same. Uh, 
Not the not the same level. Just a it, different energy. Okay, so here, here, here. It's not see, well that's different. That's just it's the same, but it's different. If so, it's written down on paper. Yeah, see, it's very different. It's, if, it's gonna look the same to everybody else. Unless you use like block print, or if you what's that one where you make it kind of wavy? Or if you do like Are you, a, you're talking about italics? Italics. Anyway, what do you think about yeah. uh, do you think it's entertaining when people I do enjoy the banter. It, they get each other? Yeah. I like that a little bit. All right, so we should dig a little more at each other, you piece of shit. Uh, no, I think that was too much. Too much? No, I mean, that's usually our line at you. Okay, no. I'm, <laughs> so you're just... I'm great. And speaking of people who are great... LeVar Burton is apparently ready to tackle being the new host of Jeopardy following Alex Trebek's... <sighs> I'm not over it. Yeah, that, 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 it, he's been a staple of our lives for a long time. And Yeah. Okay, no. I'm just going to say it now. Go right. for it. Go. I have another thing. I have another hot take oh, about it. the universe. So assume we live in reality. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that this time. Thanks, Alex Jones. Light. <laughs> so assume that we live in real. No. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. So, okay, Alex Trebek died. Pretty sad. Yeah. Um, how do I put this lightly? I feel little. Well, I know I, I can understand if you weren't. You're like not a, particularly <laughs> moved by that, are you? How do you feel about DMX recently passing? A little bit more, a little bit less. See, I think I'm just disconnected, I'm very, unfeeling, I'm heartless, dead inside, cold. I'm very like um, used to death. Void like. In what way? Like, is this from like? I'm used to celebrity the, death. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, especially ones that have been kind of like out of the spotlight for a while. Like it's it's a, just a matter of time before they die, and then I can no, I can totally see that. I mean, well, for instance, you, like if if someone that I was like thinking about, like some celebrity I was thinking about or watching every day died, I would be a little more more freaked out. But yeah. I haven't watched Jeopardy in years. I hadn't listened to like a full DMX album ever. I mean, I like the X Go and Give Give It to You song. That's a good one. But uh, you know, like um, it doesn't really strike me the way that it strikes like you know the internet no i think i get and you yeah i i think i get what you mean especially after that year before covid when we all thought that was the worst year because six celebrities died and everyone was like this is the worst year ever well actually there was i looked it up and there's actually quite a few but it's still like if you look at the years before and after it's still well, yeah i'm still not as much but there's still quite a lot of celebrities who died in 15 and 17 yeah and well and listen and that's sad but you know that that was like how few problems we had Whereas, yeah. like, these celebrities died. Like, well, people died. They were old. Most, most of them were. And we haven't seen, like, a depression or a pandemic in a while. And here comes one to show us what real, what real, some kind of hardship is. Yeah. And Philip, that's, that shouldn't be sad. That should be, we should be happy that he got to 99. Right? Oh, Prince Philip. Yeah. Prince yeah. Philip. Look, yeah, that was good. Like, and that's the thing. Like, his mom is still outliving him. <laughs> really? Alice Battenberg is wait, not alive. No, wait, no, I thought that, I thought her was, uh, that was the queen. Wait, how prince old? Philip wait, how is married to the queen. Okay, wait, why is she? Why is he a prince then? Because that's we had this conversation before. I did not have this conversation. Spike, I I was all like pissed off that they weren't kings, and then she had this whole thing explaining. No, to I it. thought this was somebody else. I thought we were talking about. Okay, see, this I, I don't track the royal family that much. When you say prince to me, that always means like the son of the. So no, in. The British monarch, and this is we're going on way too long. I know, I'm, see, I'm looking at LeVar but Burton right I'm, now. I'm just gonna, in the British monarchy, 
Okay, um, I'm going to put, put LeVar Burton on the front screen and center, yeah. while we're talking about this, the, just so that we get it all together. Okay. The, <laughs> the spouse of the queen is, I think it's the prince consort. Okay. Oh, a consort. I like that. Um, and then when Charles eventually becomes king, supposing that he uh, is not outlived by his mother. The big-eared mammifer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Camilla would be queen consort. Okay, so last thing before we move back to this, my next girlfriend is just not going to be called my girlfriend. She's going to be my consort. Yeah, I Hot. dare you. I I dare you to propose that situation. Oh, I'm not going to propose someone. it. I'm just going to introduce her. This is my consort. Call her your concubine. Ooh, the better. Go Duke Leto Atreides on that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, apparently, there's a Change.org petition to make Lavar Burton the next host of Jeopardy. Now, this is the thing that kind of he shared it on his Twitter page. Well, I thought he. I think didn't he do it, or did his publicist <clears throat> do it? Well, that's I'm not. I think if yeah. he shared it, I think that's a little self-serving. He just shared it because he really wants to be the next host. Well, I mean, he was a host of Reading Rainbow. He can be the host of Jeopardy. Like, well, let's 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 not pretend there's a huge amount of crossover there. Okay, there's the game show, and then there's the Reading Rainbow thing. Both are very like you know cult, big cultural touchstones, and we're not going to deny that. But I think there's a there's a bit of a difference, and I do like Lavar Burton, no doubt. So. The official petition lays out the case for him getting the job, as I said, between hosting 21 seasons of the educational Reading Rainbow, playing the brainiac engineer Jordi LaForge on Star Trek Next Generation. We never got laid. And filling the role of Kunta Kinte in the ever-important miniseries Roots, LeVar Burton has inspired and shaped the minds of several generations of trivia-loving nerds. This petition is to show Sony Pictures Entertainment Inc. and producers Mike Richards and Harry Friedman just how much love the public has for Burton and how much we'd all love to see him as the next host of Jeopardy. Now, wouldn't it be great if, to, to prove me wrong, they, they went back and had, like, footage and, like, just no one ever noticed it was, like, a Mandela effect? Where there was like, your name is Toby. They went, it's like, what is Kunta, or who is Kunta Kinte? Like, no, no, he's got it. He's got, he keeps like slipping in like things in the form of a question throughout his entire career. He's been uh, building to this moment. No, just no one caught it. That was a oh. little bit of a reach. That would okay. be uh, you interesting know. if that was the case. Anyway. I'll give you that. Uh... <laughs> So they've they've had like Aaron Rodgers, they had Ken Jennings host as well, um, and then LeVar Burton, obviously. So we should know sooner rather than later, I think, who the next host of Jeopardy is going to be. Wait, who'd they have out in the running? Ken Jen well, I mean they had guest hosts kind of just filling in for a short time. Um but that included Ken Jennings, the dude that won like the most money or whatever and was on for the longest. Mm. Ken Jennings. I gotta look at this thing. Ken Jennings. He's that really, really white, very kind of blonde, like strawberry blondish dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a bit of a of a of a Weasley vibe, a Ron Weasley vibe from him. Yeah. He's uh very good at trivia, that, that he guy. He is. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, theoretically, he would be a good choice because he would just automatically know the answer. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that would make me not want him to be the host because then he's just standing there knowing the answer. and You just want to smack the stupid (laughs) smirk off his face because, you know, he knows he hasn't even had to have someone whisper the question in his ear. Yeah, he doesn't have to look to the judges at all. Like, no, I don't need the judges. Fire all three of those dudes. Ultimately, hosting is extremely easy. 
You just is have it? to be in the spotlight. You just have to have experience being public speaking. Public so speaking, a, being a, a a person. I don't. I don't think a figure. He, yeah, I don't think he needs to like actually like design the questions either. I think no. He, he's the face. He has to have a, yeah. a presence. And I think LeVar Burton has a presence. He does. I think he could do that. He does. Yeah, LeVar Burton would be a good choice. And um, I can't really think of anyone else. Well, he, just because when they throw LeVar Burton at you, you had like I was never even thinking about, ooh, right? who's going to be the next host of Jeopardy? Yeah, me neither. But, you know. But then when like they throw LeVar Burton at you, you're like, well, I can't well, think of anyone else. Right now. Yeah, because I, I, grew, I, grew I grew up with him. So, yeah, now I can't. Nope. Can't think of anyone else that would like host. It's like Jeopardy. when somebody, yeah, somebody like says, "Hey, uh, what do you want to eat?" and you and somebody just says, uh, "Let's do sushi," and then it's like, "No, my 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 dial set to sushi now." I if I get something else even as good, it won't be as good. Yeah, if if it's some other host that's not Lavar Burton, then it's gonna kind of suck because yeah. it's like, well, I was kind of I kind of wanted Lavar yeah, Burton. I really wanted Lavar Burton. All right. So anyway, they should um, they should make it. Uh, Spike found James this. Woods. No, that would be horrible. From <laughs> the end of March, a newscaster getting attacked by a naked woman with a brick. Okay, so there are a couple of things. One, Dang, the, I want to see the uncensored version yeah, of that. The meeting after that would have to be like the first. The first thing you say is, "Okay, um, I'm only going to ask this once. H how did the naked woman with a brick get into the studio? Take your time. I don't want to ask it again." It's like, okay, um, our best theory is our security guard got drunk and passed out. That's our working theory. Oh, it's Romania. It's, that, that makes more sense, right? It's like you can't see this happening at CNN. Well, I was thinking, is this Russia or something? And it's Romania. Yeah, and I was like, so kind of close. It kind, yeah, kind of close. You're in that that Eastern Bloc area. And the other question is, um, was she hot? You think? Well, we have to examine the uh, the blur, right? Just, we have to, to yeah, let's, see. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do an analysis because it looks like she's kind she of. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, so it, she doesn't look. Like overweight. So is that does that <laughs> automatically disqualify someone from being attractive? I mean, kind of. yeah, 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 yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. Kind of like L if, wow. If we we're just going by body, yeah, like if, if she has a cute hot. face, then maybe yeah, we're talking. Listen, we no, can't see like, the face right now. I'm not, we're, so listen, we're going by body. Obviously, she personality-wise, she's not pretty either because she's naked in a studio throwing a brick at somebody. That's well, that isn't necessarily the case. Well, look, if she was clothed and throwing a brick at someone, I'd say, look, she's obviously angry at least but she might have a reason once the clothes come off now we're into crazy territory i think uh she'd been trapped under the studio for a long time <laughs> she finally got out living off mice and whatever cheetos fall under from the grip and that brick was part of the wall that she had been working on for a couple of years there's a prison it's right up against the prison yeah she had to like she had to grease herself up to get out get through she the was, tube. she was doing like a terminator thing where she was gonna knock her out and take her clothes oh yeah yeah <laughs> but oh, she'd been she's but she had been like like so like her mind had been so like warped warped and freaked <laughs> out that she didn't realize that like there was other people around or that this was on tv or she, she had no concept of that she just saw a woman my size 
kill her with I brick. Need your clothes. She didn't see all these other camera guys or anything. <laughs> no. Or she literally is a Terminator, and she just got beamed in from the future. Into the she could have been a Terminator, but like a weak Terminator. Really it looks like they, like they took care of her pretty easily with yeah. this, like the stagehand dude right yeah, here. Yeah, and it really looks it looks like um they're they're making the calculation is like okay I need to stop her, but where do I where where do I <laughs> where yeah, it's hard. You kind of have to figure out. Yeah, it's like, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen if I grab like if, her if She's still holding the brick, too. You don't want to... Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, she she, threw, the she threw the brick. I think not... At this point, I don't think she had yet. Oh, she no, did. she did. Okay. It, it, it must have gone off stage. All right, so here... <laughs> See that noise right there? That's a real... Like, no, this is no in no way stage. Get, get off, get off the remote. <laughs> Trying to look you. at the blur. Well, yeah, look at that. She, I think she might be kind of hot. Actually, yeah, I think look so. They even blur out the reflection. That's that's some, that's some work. Wait, let's hear that noise again. <laughs> no, I, oh yeah, it went off there. So, listen, I know from now experience with voice um, directing a voice actress, it is hard to get someone to make a like kind of a guttural noise like that yeah. without like you'd have to like go in there and like at her to get her to make a noise like Ugh. yeah. All right, uh, I think we've mined this for all it's reasonably worth. Yeah, it's so um, how about we take a quick? No, I want to see. No, we more, 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 more. <laughs> how about we take a quick break and then we move over to uh, bad girls? What all you right. gonna do? One the one come for you. And we're back. Boy, that was a long break. I didn't know you need to poop that bad, man. My elbow is still in the same exact spot that it was. Yeah, you sit down like the same way every time. You're like a machine in that way. I've noticed that about you. It's a homesteader's claim to 640 acres. I'd like it if you all go in with me. All they wanted was in. a fresh start. Bomb well, your claim's worthless without your husband alive. They had no rights. You touch her again, you're a dead man. I don't let my friends get hung. If look, there's a joke in, I don't let my friends get hung. They had no justice. <laughs> If your laws don't include me, well, then they just don't apply to me either. And I like no my one man to stand home, up for them. <laughs> A woman like you would be happier shopping someplace else. They didn't want this kind she of life. criminal. They didn't ask for this kind of trouble. Uh, who's going to volunteer for the I possible? did, actually. But fate turned four women into friends. They put Pinkertons on your trail. You better keep moving. Four friends into fugitives. Time period, yeah, that, that way, but you know, maybe in a and different way. They kind of did, heroes. Yeah. Bring all the heroes. We hate heroes. Cody was talking Bad about girls. how she was like a 14 year old orphan working oh. in a parlor cleaning floors, and that's when, uh, oh, that no, no, that see, that that's. That's the part. The that's, part, yeah. That's what led the, to her life. The inciting incident there and all that, not so much. But when they started robbing, you know, the, the robbers. Well, that's because he stole her money. That he did, but also they, um, they were also part of a of a of a bank robbery. No, they weren't. They they yeah, because that guy remember he helped them like give them the money and then then. Well, he then they, he he helped them get the money that was owed to them that she was collecting on, but she didn't assist in the robbery in any way. She just stood there. But still, in real life, she even if Would like she, she be was owed an it. accomplice, he was coming out to give her her money. 
And then the and then and then Kid Jarrett was like, "Well, give the woman her money." Was that her money? That's the problem. That was her money. That's the problem. This movie is so goddamn forgettable. And that's kind of no. She she wired all of her money there. She was in the process of collecting it when Kid Jarrett showed up and was robbing the bank. But also the the the, um, Pinkerton guys came and showed that she was wanted. Yeah, because right. No. No. What did they do with the money? Yeah, the, the bank guy's just like, all right, since you're wanted, I'm still. I'm well, still he didn't know that she was wanted. But he did. I guess find he out. did technically at a he certain point. But at he a, came out holding her money, and he was like, he was what? still sort of gonna give it to her. Okay, the, for this hmm. is okay. Let's let's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll I will concede probably that's the point. But the thing is, this movie is so like poorly put together and kind of forgettable that this is the problem. Is that you know, <laughs> it's uh, look. Or was it that you just I was taking, chose not to I was care taking that notes. Much. Maybe he did choose not. He didn't. I, you, I, you had the same kind of take on um, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I was taking notes and I lost track of some of this stuff because, like, the problem with it is, like, this movie is it has some moments of really good execution, like um, some of those shots, like those uh, panning shots where they're going like over a whole bunch of stuff happening. It happens kind of twice. And it's, it shows, like, some real competence of filmmaking. But other times, it's shot like a TV movie. Yeah. It's like when they show the, the what was that? They call that guy the kid? That, that Kid Robert, Jarrett? Kid Jarrett. Yeah, they, like, they show him, and they do this weird, like, like, like rotating shot around him for some reason. And yeah, I know it's to show that he's, like, supposed pull to be up, important. Pull up a picture of a... Of, oh, yeah. He, I called him Ralph Macchio Bandit. These people. Yeah, he did look like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I mean, I brought up that he looked like Ralph Macchio. I'm yeah. Just say that. Like, and some of this stuff, like their their skill sets, kind of come and go from the movie, because oh yeah, you see, he still looks like old Ralph Macchio. <laughs> That's how Ralph Macchio is gonna look when in, he's in twenty years older. Because like uh, Drew Barrymore, she's like the daughter of a of a trick rider, and instead of like her like showing off really her trick riding abilities, like when she's breaking her friend out from getting hung after she shoots the colonel. They showed it at the end. They sh- that's what I mean is though, is the problem is they kind of showed it afterwards in this ancillary, like, you know, catch the, the wagon scene. And then it kind of fucks off from the movie again. But really they should have condensed all that. They shouldn't have had that snake, that snake um, scare scene and just condensed all their skill sets into that initial escape from town with a longer action scene. And that would give us more time to have like moments with them that make me actually care about them more. Because yeah. really what we get after that is them around a campfire saying what they want with words instead of like in um, Tombstone where you had these moments with the Wyatt Earp like smacking a guy who was smacking a horse so you know that he's a tough guy but also he has a heart. And I think those moments where you show... They, they didn't show that when Cody Zamora shot the colonel for trying to assault Anita? Well, we saw, we saw like people in other westerns shoot people for all sorts of reasons. All that means is that she's kind of righteous, but that doesn't show us who she is more as a person. All that shows is that she's a badass. And I'm willing to buy that she's a badass. I was just trying to figure out what period in the 90s it was made. 94. <laughs> and it was and it, and it was I set was, in 1980 or was, 1890 something. I was guessing between 1995 and 1997. I was imagining like Nickelodeon and Oh yeah. You know, green slime and everything. And like. Oh, and sp- speaking of <laughs> speaking of Ralph Macchio. It's kind of funny when you're watching a 90s movie about the Old West. Like yeah. sh- I should have been thinking about like the Old West, but for some reason I was just thinking about the it 90s. It feels 90s. It just felt very 90s. <laughs> well, it drew Barrymore's world. Drew Barrymore's face. Yeah, it was very 90s to me. 
that that was an impacted butt full of 90s right there. Just her alone. Yeah. And you see some good side boob with her. Was it with Drew Barrymore or was it with some other? No, I think it was Drew, it Barrymore. Was Drew Barrymore. And it was in that, in that in Ralph Macchio Bandit's incredibly stupid choice of a bedroom, the one room with three walls and no roof. Mm-hmm. Like what? The rest of the place has a roof, but he says, no, no, rain, don't care. If it rains on me while I'm in my, my king size bed, whatever. It's probably typically good weather. I, I guess, yes. But uh, yeah, a roof would have been nice. A roof, huh? a third, a fourth wall. Would have been or fourth at least, yeah. at least a roof. <laughs> right. The fourth wall would have been kind of like you know well, that's, that's, that's luxurious. For that's, for, that's for fancy. <laughs> I don't need no fourth wall or even a roof. I'm a badass. I sleep with my bandoliers of bullets on. Maybe the weather was such that like he could do that for most of the year. Yeah, I, it was I'm only bad. a couple rainy days in that area, and that's and you could see it coming from like down the plane. So you just okay, we're moving the bed in again. Like ah, <laughs> god damn it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting setup, wasn't it? Yeah. So another thing that I was, we didn't have, I have thoughts here, so we didn't have to take notes. I noticed we didn't do notes for this. We didn't. We did not. Well, I, I had a notes. A star-studded cast. It's, oh, yeah, it's got a real star. Val cast. Kilmer and us. <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay, this is they, another they thing. They mentioned Wyatt Earp. Okay, so whenever I watch a movie with women in it, it's kind of a thing that I do, but like me and Sam kind of do it sometimes when we're watching movies with like and say that, that is craft, actually do it. We try to uh, figure out, I at least try to figure out which one's the hottest, <laughs> like which one's the hottest and kind of rank them from hottest to least hot. Yeah, that I don't do that. Pro- I don't know why so you're progressive. I don't know why you're roping me into this. I don't do well, that. Well, I, 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 I see I, you do it. You, we, you have a board in the living room that and you this there's Sam <laughs> and, the, and you Jesus. compare notes. I've seen this happen. You're so uh, shit. Um, okay, so uh, do the, I, I, okay, I do. It's okay. Samantha doesn't really participate that much, but I do talk out loud to her about right. me ranking the women usually. Not like ranking them, but I usually pick, all right, who's the hottest one? And <laughs> who I couldn't. You'd, who you'd, who you'd want to fuck first, and then, you know, all the way down to who you'd, you'd fuck last. I couldn't figure it out in and this movie. And there's generally none that you wouldn't. There's this movie was really hard. I couldn't figure it out. He's just sitting there like, I'm just Because it's four hot women. I'm just picturing the line of women, and they're sitting there like, "Oh, great! Now I get to every other of my friends is gonna ha- is gonna be on his dick now." So technically, this is a lesbian experience. They too. each satisfy like a different. So they got a, a like a redheaded one, yeah, a blonde one that I like. Yeah, they yeah. have like the dark haired ones, and then they have like the one that's kind of younger with the nice smile, but then the one that's kind of like milfier. <laughs> she's the, the she's red. The, with she's the red you're, so head. you're just pointing. Can you like? <laughs> Okay, so the 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 woman. So there's Mary Stuart Masterson, who's on the left she's with kinda, the gun. She's kind of like a redhead. Yeah, we're showing her now. And then there's Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is like the, the small from Totally Spy. No, she's from Charlie hot Angels. blonde girl that you know we all like. Oh yeah, Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell's like a, a brunette, right? Yeah. A charming looking brunette with like big curly hair. Mm-hmm. And then That's, Madeline Stowe is the last one. And then she's also like kind of the same version of that with kind of slightly different features, but also big, you know, black locks. Ooh, so I nice. think uh, it's, it was kind of hard to figure out like which one is the hottest one. Couldn't figure it out. Like yeah. which one I would choose. I think I was leaning toward Drew Barrymore actually a little bit. And and me then, too. What's the red, the one with the red uh, shirt? What's her name? Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. That's, those are the two that she's I was. She's the tall one. Or maybe she's just standing on a box. She has heels. She is. What I like about Madeline Stowe is that she 
has a little bit of a deeper voice too. So there's, I don't know, it kind of like tickles your, it kind voice. of tickles your brain a little bit. Mm, the mm. sound of her voice. Does it? Yeah. I think so. Hmm. The others have uh, definitely more, their voices are a bit higher in pitch. More um, generic woman. I wouldn't say generic. <laughs> Average. But, Average. But woman. Madeline Stowe kind of just commands a whole scene. And I think that that has to do, it has to do a little bit with her voice and she just has a really sort of nice presence. And like, I mean, I kind of believe everything that comes out of her mouth. Yeah. I get the feeling. Yeah, she can. She might be one of the bigger talents in this movie because like, well, I mean, you're, but you're looking at four women who are very accomplished. Um, I mean, Mary Stuart Masterson in Fried Green Tomatoes is like, for me, like the pinnacle of Mary Stuart Masterson, along with Benny and June that she was in with Johnny Depp. So was it her character or do you think that they gave her better direction then? That's why she commanded more scenes in this. Which one? In in this here. Which person? Uh, the the one in red. Mary That's Stewart. The one I, yeah. Madeline Stowe. That's oh, the Madeline one Stowe. I, I, I mean, that, that was her character. That's why she she was like the leader. But if she's a bad, but if she's not a good actress, she can't pull it off. That's the thing. So like it, if she can't like you know, well they might. That, what it, probably, they might have written it for her too. Probably good casting too. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Is is it is it that she got direction? Is it the script or was it her? Or would you say more combination. or less combination? Because uh, I forgot this actor's name, but he was in the first Batman movie. This is uh, the Batman uh, Begins. Yeah. And uh, he was Scarecrow. Do you guys remember that guy? I he played uh, Scarecrow. That's, he has kind of an Irish name. Um, yeah, something Kieran well, Kieran Hines, I think. Kieran. Something, something like that. Anyway, he was uh, originally, he auditioned for Bruce Wayne. Oh, wow. He auditioned to be Bruce Wayne and it looked weird. Yeah. Him being Bruce Wayne and they really liked what he had. But they ended up going with Christian Bale. Yeah. And they said, you know, we like you so much, we'll put you in as uh, the Scarecrow. So sometimes yeah, right? people have to be cast properly. No, he oh, is a handsome man. He is a Killy- very... Killian Murphy. He Killian is- Murphy. If yeah, he, he is tr- a very handsome man. Yeah, if he had tried to be Bruce Wayne, it would have been kind of funky. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked well. It'd be, it'd be kind of like... Um, but he's a great actor. <sighs> he's a good actor. You good. know what? He's also kind of like in the same sort of vein as Christian Bale, like that same kind of dude. They're both a little psycho looking. Yeah. Just a little psycho-y. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to show you. Oh, like yeah. he he has the same kind of generic Christian Bale appearance. I just, yeah, I just may, maybe, yeah, I just don't feel like that would, that wouldn't have looked as right. So like, yeah, the, the, the role that she had to play, what do you say, Mary Stowe? Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. And then that, the one in the yellow is Mary Stewart Masterson. Yes. So, yeah, she they cast her like none of the other those other three women could not have done like her role, like mm. they had to get her to do that role. She's so definitely it good, it's a, a mixture bit, of good direction casting. I think she's probably definitely acting. a little bit more commanding, mm-hmm. and it I think it does have to just it has to do with her presence in general. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's some a, of the writing I would agree isn't necessarily the best, but the. No. They, I still think it's an enjoyable film to watch um, because you kind of, you see this progression from being women of a parlor to on the run um, and sort of trying to, to 
figure out how they're going to accomplish what they need and then their plans get derailed um, and they have to go up against not only like the law and kind of outsmart them a little bit, uh, played by freaking um, the dude who's Bobby and Supernatural. Oh, forget yeah. his name right now. Um, and then they have to go against Madeline Stowe, Cody Zamora's old crew that she used to run with because, you know, she's not just a woman who runs a parlor. She also is like a total badass who used to be a bank robber or whatever they did. Um, and then, you know, she kind of struggles with like a little bit of love um, and played by Termit Mulroney. I love him. And, and, um, kind of choosing her friends over what could have been a relationship with a dude who was kind of self-serving and couldn't put the good of the many over like his own desires. Oh, the guy who, yeah, he shot, he shot the prisoner. He shot, he shot the prisoner. Um, because Frank Garrett was it? I don't remember because he, he killed dude's parents um so she i don't know she i definitely think had probably the best arc in the whole film um and then they gave i would say the second best arc to mary stewart masterson's character who was originally the one getting assaulted in the beginning um and then she wanted to go out to this start this sawmill with her um her dead husband's claim. Um, but then she gets told, Oh no, women can't keep the claims that their husbands had if their husband's dead. And so then she's like, well, because 1894, she's like, well then fuck you. Yeah. Then they, then they, and they end up going to a, a, a mine, right? They to mine like silver or gold or something. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're going to the Klondike. Like, yeah. So Dermot Mulroney's they character. Yeah. To mine the bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, delicious pay dirt. He he had a claim staked in the Klondike, and so they're gonna go do his because he ended up dying in the battle with Kid Jarrett's yeah. uh, crew. So yeah, the problem I had with uh, that that self serving cowboy guy, Josh, I think his name was in the movie, uh, McCoy. McCoy. I remember his last name is McCoy. See, yeah, after he shoots the prisoner after trying to act badass, it's like you're already dead. I just haven't killed you yet. He does the he tries to do the like um the redemption arc where he like saves Drew Barrymore who is. It's spending a lot of time being menaced, but nothing's really happening. That they show. That they show. But apparently, like, they're sitting there talking at her, like, we're going to do sex on you un- uh, without consent. And then they cut away for what feels like a long, like, amount of screen time. And they cut back, and they're all still just at the same table, like, talking at her. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just kind of we- weirdly put together. Like, I found out that the guy who directed this used to do exploitation stuff. Oh. And I can feel that kind of coming through, like, when they do, like, the bathing scene. Hmm. But that cowboy, the th- the problem with that is, like, in the storytelling is, he goes to rescue her, right? And he does. But then off screen, Drew Barrymore, he gets captured again. Drew Barrymore says, oh, yeah, he got captured. So functionally, nothing has changed except two people have switched spots. And realistically, they should have like found some better way for them to ride into that, that camp with all the ban- bandits together as opposed to, you know, like maybe, maybe the guy that the, the nice cowboy McCoy was, um, he was already captured and they just feel like he helped them. Yeah, so they, so they have to do it or they're going for the money and him. There's a lot of reasons. Well, I mean, 
Cody Zamora was basically like falling in love with the dude and he saved her friend because she was like, we have to save this girl, but you just gave up our only bargaining chip. And so she was willing to give it all up. Like whatever possible relationship she could have with this guy. She's like, get out of here. Go to, go to the Klondike. I don't want to see your face anymore. Well, that's what I mean is like they could have drama and all that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm sure. But realistically, like just from a functional storytelling standpoint, they could have shown all, more. All that was a bit of a hot, yeah. Either you need to show more him getting captured, or have less of this just kind of game a hot potato in the story. And again, that's nothing yeah. to do with the actors or anything. They were just given kind of a weird mess in some places of a script to work with, like like the dynamite. Why does that cattle rancher need like the like Chekhov's dynamite, where they show him like carrying it in town one scene? Then he's carrying it to his farm the next, and then they're using it a couple of times. Like, there's what does he need to blow up as a cattle rancher? Yeah, Good I think the, the committee got to this one. Probably I doesn't like snakes. <laughs> he like, yeah, he doesn't like snakes. So he just he just he knows vibration gets him going. So he just throws dynamite out into the yard. Okay, what's my mic is sinking? Okay, like I had it right in my face where I wanted it. I just like okay. You know what? Uh, listen. Listener, at the at the, other, the, the other part of the podcast, toward the end of the podcast, I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay, I'm just my head is gonna be in my crotch because that's where my mic's gonna be. Well, I mean, listen, that's close. My to mic is sinking down in my crotch, everybody. Well, listen, we get to listen to your sweet D talk. My sweet D. Yeah, that sweet sweet D. Probably messed up because you keep messing with it. All okay, time. Well, how about this? We talk a, a, after this episode. We talk about maybe getting you a new microphone mount. Because we need a better one, obviously. I, I've tried yeah. like three different solutions for this, and they all suck. I think we need to spend a little more money than what I spent at Guitar Center for that. I think it was like forty bucks after it, after I used my tip money. Tip money. Yeah. Stop <laughs> touching it. All right. So, um, what? Else? Oh, okay. I had another, another question about okay. this film. So, uh, Madeline Stowe, right? Yeah. She's yes. the main character, kind of ish person who gets. Um, beaten up and then found by the other cowboy. Oh yeah, that's another thing they didn't show much of. They got the guy Indiana Joneser, and then the next scene she's like just on a horse, kicked out of the camp, beat up. Yeah. So I'm. Did do we have to kind of use our imaginations of like what happened to her? Do we do we assume the worst happened to her? I don't. Well, they, they, there was a bunch of dudes. So okay, and a woman. And yeah. I can only imagine what happened. Right. So I, I they showed when she was getting out of the lake that she had lashes, yeah. lash scars on yes. her back. And so they kind of set that up again. So what I'm guessing is um, she was lashed while she was part of Kid Jarrett's crew back in the day. Okay. And so, um, you know, she goes back to get her money and they're and like. She makes that with the guy who lashed her. Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. as you do. Right, um, because they are probably sort of a thing, and he still apparently has her dresses in his trunk, which is creepy as hell. No, you, you um, keep your girlfriend's old clothes. You give him a little sniff every now and then. It's fine. Whatever. Nothing weird. So I think that, or maybe like she had been, I don't know. She was lashed at some point in her past. Well, I think that, I think, this is an assumption, and they certainly could have explained it a little bit more, that they lashed her again as a way to sort of bring her down and to shame her um, with kind of like this memory recollection of having been whipped previously. So it's kind of like 
I don't know, salting whatever wounds that she might have from the past. I, I, yeah, I, I can see that. And also, like, that leads to one of my favorite scenes where they go to, like, the Chinese camp and they, they cauterize her wound with gunpowder. Oh, that was absolutely spectacular. And Christian Grey ain't got nothing on Kid Jarrett. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> All right, look. <laughs> So I, I think I, this movie is a bit of exploitative fun, like especially if you're if if you drink a coffee before you watch it, so you can keep track of it. Because if you're if you're not if you're not fully on board, you're gonna miss stuff and it'll feel a little more disjointed. I took notes and missed things. And this is this definitely has a different feel than like an older western probably yeah. would have had. True. It's very much a yeah. It feels like a '90s western. It feels very '90s. Yeah. I just that's my just radiating off of it. I I can't explain it. All right, so, so that's just the, that's just what I get from it. Yeah. So how about watch the movie if you want to see some some girls, uh, also, some 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 pretty badass women, um, and you can forgive some 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 structural some, weaknesses, some writing that could have been better. Also, Drew Barrymore does a cool thing with the guns, like she's they got the cross gun thing. That was kind of cool. Well, and Madeline Stowe does the, the oh the wheel the fan thing. Yeah. All right. So amazing. that being said, uh, listen. Next time we're, we we. Uh, we're going on kind of a quasi-hiatus. We're going to have something for you next week. It's going to be another trailer palooza, but uh, we need to catch up on some stuff here at the show. So that being said, I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Victor. Oh, another identity theft. This is how quickly it can happen. I'm listeners. Samantha. We'll see you next time.